0: Privet, Dan. Oh. <laughs> See, Daniel taught me a Russian word, which is Privet, which means hi. Is yeah. that? Did I pronounce that correctly?
1: Yeah, you did it. You did a good job.
0: Oh, thank you. You're very kind. Um, yes, uh, we've decided that each episode now, Daniel will teach me one Russian word. So if we do like 50,000 episodes, I should be completely proficient in Russian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, because <laughs> if you... Well, We'll 50,000 of of words, you will still need a proper grammar to, you know, combine them together and it will be a huge problem also because in Russian you can just use word because it it has special prefixes and suffixes and Mm -hmm. endings uh, which change in every situation, in each single use, depending on the context of the sentence. Of course, so, of course. It's yeah.
0: awful. Does, does, does Russian have like um a gender? So there's female words and male yeah, words? And it does, gender,
1: okay. And the third gender, like
0: it. Right, or right. Words. Like like uh, neutral or whatever they call it, right? Like in German, for example. So yeah, yeah uh, English is weird that it is uh, for Indo-European languages that it doesn't have that. Um, I but guess we ha-
1: don't have articles
0: like yeah see this is something I don't think people understand so when you hear russian people saying um I want to go go to uh, I want to put this in car there's no article like it's because there isn't one in russian right
1: yeah we don't need one uh, <laughs> you use <you laughs> just you just understand what person is talking about. Yeah. Like we only have three tenses: like past, uh, present, and future, without I like that. any modifi- modifications. You just I like that. trying to understand from a context which is that is present simple, See, or present it, continuous, for example.
0: In in French, there's a whole verb tense that's never really said. It's only ever written down. Wow. There's, there's a, Impressive, yeah. There's a, there's a there's a kind of a past tense. It's before people listening, before we were talking, we were just talking about our languages. That's why we're still talking about that. And uh, in in French, there's this um, thing that it's I think it's called the perfect past perfect. And I'd have to if Isabel was here, I could ask her, but she's away. Uh, and people do say it out loud, but it's more more of a literary thing so it sounds really beautiful and and posh and there was a hockey announcer back in the 1960s and 70s named René le cavalier who used that tense and it sounded like you were listening to somebody doing a dramatic reading of a hockey game it was just gorgeous and beautiful but yeah french is weird um you know all languages are weird frankly
1: um i wish to learn french in fact you know i never had time and money for additional classes just to learn some foreign language as people do in yeah you know, wealthy well, countries.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I no, wish not, to experience not no wealthy it. countries. But yeah, I, I think um it's one of those things that learning languages is complicated and it's especially complicated when you aren't immersed in the language, right? So your English is really good, I keep telling you, and I've told you many times over the years we've been talking, but also once you're immersed in it, I think you'll I think you'll be good and I think your whole family will be good
1: i like english and i like studying english it's interesting because i'm reading about the history of language or where uh some words came from some something from france something from latin language something from different you know countries it's very interesting english is a beautiful and complicated language sure and and I, there funny. are a lot of literature in english i want to read like regional uh right texts yeah. I, I, when
0: i was in undergrad in my first year i took a history course called the history of totalitarianism so it was half about nazi germany and half about the soviet union it was really depressing hello they yeah. but but the 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 prof, <laughs> the prof you? <laughs> yeah and who knew <laughs> right and, it's not I, a history yeah for of some, some of us it's not history uh and i did my professor was uh i think he was ukrainian his name was Dmitry posbielovsky and
1: yeah, you mentioned this yeah and, our first episode
0: yeah and he, he would always say who, who knows what is etymology and i always put my hand up mr broadbeck i was the only person i think in the class who we know because i kept saying i know what etymology means uh yes and he would talk about that he was he was really something and uh uh, yeah, it was it was a strange thing and he had he was he was an interesting character, that's all I'll say. And a very famous in history of the Soviet Union, apparently. There's a Wikipedia page about him. So there you go. Good job. Yeah. So how are things in Yerevan?
1: Um, today is rainy. Yeah. And we had a fog today, which is very unusual for Yerevan's part of yeah, Yerevan. Um, that would be uh, yeah. What? Uh, year one always has very dry air so you know a foggy weather is pretty rare here right but everything is um, I could say fine but there is a political tensions here because um a position of uh, in parliament and opposition um, position um, in general is strongly against of um, Negotiations between uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan because yes. of uh, Nagorno-Karabakh status. Mm-hmm. Uh, officials want to make an agreement with uh, Azerbaijan and like divide this land. Right. And uh, they want to come to some agreement and get investments from the European Union sure. and solve this situation. But um, People here are strongly against because they are convinced that if they will make s- such type of agreement, Azerbaijan will still attack Armenia and probably will kill half of population right. here. Yeah. And yeah, well,
0: There's a cultural memory in, Azerbaijan, in in Armenia's history
1: there. that I, I don't believe in that, like, you know, uh, Azerbaijan, I think, will do this, but, you know, things not Uh, There is no trust in this type of relationships, and uh, it's uh, an old rivalry, and Mm -hmm. uh, two wars uh, between Armenia and Azerbaijan happen, and people just are afraid. Sure. Um,
0: And the world's a little bit on edge right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) On edge, uh, you you said
1: soft Yeah. (laughs) So- yeah, Italian. yeah, yeah. Just it—it it, it, something. It's—it's a, it's a, a little.
0: There's something going on, and and this is one of this is the thing um, that is I I think that makes it difficult, especially in these post-Soviet republics, right? Because I mean, you know, these places all sort of went their own way, uh, and some did very quickly, in other words, not so much. And I know there's you know Russian peacekeepers in a, in a lot of countries, uh, uh, and I using peacekeeper very
1: sarcastically
0: uh there you know so there's,
1: there's which there's is that pretty too. funny because here yeah. in uh, armenian azerbaijanian uh, conflict russian peacekeepers is doing a good job oh, they're which actually, is okay which is surprising because we know how like russian soldiers are not really things, known for uh,
0: peacekeeping yeah
1: yeah Yeah. peacekeeping is the last thing you, you, you think <laughs> about kind russia
0: of you, yeah you don't really think of that and it, it's but I guess here, you know, yeah, they
1: save the day, and uh, it there are like uh, existences, this region helped to stop a and they did really good job. and I should like say this because okay. we are not only criticizing uh, the Russian government and army, but sometimes very rarely one once in a blue moon, they doing <laughs> something. I don't know if you, you know this. Okay.
0: There's an expression, okay. uh, even a stopped clock is right twice a day. Uh, <laughs> so. But, yeah, um, <clears throat> so things are generally reasonable, and that's good. I'm, it sounds like, you know, a little bit tense, but you're doing okay, right? You guys are doing okay, you and your family?
1: I, I guess. Good. So, like, Under we, the circuit. doing... As a k is possible.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, I understand that, sure, uh, under the circumstances. Um I've been working, okay, I'm gonna try to pronounce his name again. Medvedev. Is that closer?
1: Almost, Almost. Uh, you you should put stress on a bit different Medvedev. Okay.
0: Medvedev.
1: yeah. <laughs> Almost perfect.
0: That's it, folks. You've been great. We'll see you next week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: Nothing to discuss here.
0: Nothing to discuss. Everything's fine. Everything's just fine. Russell's
1: history is complete.
0: It's complete. It's done. Um, Yeah, we were talking about his administration. And, you know, in 2012, that's when uh, he leaves being president and the current president
1: comes back in places with putin putin who was prime minister becomes president and who was a president becomes prime minister it's very convenient because in russia uh not a parliament uh, puts forward prime minister but a president okay so uh, they officially had such uh, an opportunity but of course it was like uh not very democratic way and yeah. all sorts of things. We discussed how elections were rigged in Parliament before that, right. and about Balotna protests and um after that there was a short moment where when people saw thought that it's really possible to, you know, say uh, Putin and Medvedev and all these guys, go away, please. Yeah. And it, it almost happened, but, you know, there were several mistakes made by a Russian opposition, and mm-hmm. the historic chance was lost. Right. After that, uh, Putin returned as president, and then uh, we are talking about one-way street to uh, totalitarianism yeah. and modern day. Yes. Uh, so i guess we can discuss a lot of uh controversial laws and policies that were started back then but like last 10 years can be described as almost as a one uh solid period uh, of putin's reign because it was like about, you know, the two or three things he wanted and he did.
0: Right. And I mean, so when he comes back in 2012, and so he almost, well, didn't almost lose, but there was a chance he would lose the election. He doesn't, he wins. Um, and by say when I say win, we all know that it was not a free and fair election. It was.
1: It was rigged.
0: It was rigged. Completely. Okay. Now, how do, they, how do they rig these elections? Like, what do they actually do? Do they just report fake numbers, or do they actually have fake ballots they put in the boxes, or what?
1: Um, Everything is complicated. (laughs) Of course.
0: It's Russia. Uh, Everything's complicated.
1: Everything can be described uh, uh, by the quote of uh, Joseph Stalin. Mm -hmm. No matter who votes, it's matter who counts. Uh, That's right, yeah. (laughs) uh so in fact there is different types of falsifications first right. of all uh candidates from opposition uh are not allowed to take part in elections <laughs> because so that's that's already pretty bad okay yeah so it, it's a first step like just people can be um like I, I don't know how, how to describe all the procedures, but sure, that's fine. Uh, some type of bullying or, you know, police come to you is and says you will be imprisoned. You have three days, like, uh, for leaving the country. <laughs> right. We will close your, our, our eyes. And when a person, uh, you know, flies, uh, they say, ah, if he would be innocent he wouldn't would have run away uh, yeah, yeah yeah it means that he was guilty so now, if, does,
0: does the average person understand this though this is the thing that i think one of the things that i think a lot of people in the west uh, not that the west is a monolith but anyway i'll use that as a short form but in, in the west one of the things that i think that we have Because we have an open media, one of the things that we have trouble understanding is, like, do people know that this happens? Is this common knowledge, or do people not know that these kind of things happen?
1: People don't want to know. Uh Okay,
0: okay, okay.
1: So, first of all, you have a government monopoly on all uh, TV news. Right. Like, complete, completely. So, if you are watching TV... You w- would get only this information approved by this government censorship. Right, and it's really powerful instrument because mm-hmm. you can like use only the internet and never watch TV. But right. for example, your friends, your relatives, like parents or some, some someone who older watch this shit, and it's yeah. really. Yeah, you know, shitty content, <laughs> like, literally, it's. Yeah, like oh, I've shit. seen stuff, I've
0: seen stuff in the last, it's, you know, two it's months, awful. That, that is completely it's bizarre.
1: Like, It's, it's like aggressive. Any... It's aggressive dump. Yeah. People always screaming, there is complete lack of logic. And everything is just that awful, you can't believe that something. Of that level can be shown on a federal you know, yeah. tv but right. it's working like all yeah. this the only thing uh in which russian regime is very efficient is propaganda and right. it's it's really working but people like trying to avoid watching news like <laughs> Every way possible, like okay. you seeing some type of news on TV, you just press your button <laughs> on yeah. the TV controller as fast right. as you can. You try to avoid discussing politics with friends, and right. you try not to read news on the internet. So people say, I don't want to spoil my mood for today. I will avoid this news, right? This is official motto of the majority of Russian people. So people know that they will learn something better from that, right? They and but people do not believe uh, that if they will have this knowledge, they would have an opportunity to do something. Mm -hmm. And people in Russia very you know our politologists call it atomized uh, mm-hmm. like it's uh, problems with uh, collective actions like people right. don't trust each other they can't unite in some forms of social movements uh, of any type mm-hmm. and they just can't act together right you know, in any way Field Like last year there was a positive movement in this regard, Uh, people united for meetings uh, against uh, like ecological problems in their Mm -hmm. home regions or something like that or building some churches uh, instead of parks in some cities which was mandatory. Like Russian um, Orthodox Church is sponsored by the government Mm -hmm. and it's some form of ministry because church always supports government in any initiative even anti-christianic as heck and like we are uh me and Dan uh joking that uh did you watch nikki devil jr movie with adam sandler it's very old i, I, I know
0: of it i know of it i'm not a, i'm not a big adam sandler
1: fan yeah it's it's like an edgy movie but there was a couple of good jokes here okay there and there was a station when one son of a devil uh yeah. was in fact a, a may like not a pope but you know some Sure. Uh, uh, I or how, how, how to call it bishop. patriarch
0: or something. Yeah,
1: no, al- almost almost there. Uh, and he, he just told everything, <laughs> you know, right. which is as uh, which is you know in a position of Bible and something like this. Right. Like our patriarch is <laughs> the same. He, yeah. he has like golden Rolex costs you know several hundreds. Uh, thousands of dollars yes and yacht and something like that and just there was several cases when uh, our church uh bought uh land uh, of orphanages and you know they they say hey little guys go away it's our land and it's i can't imagine Anything more satanic than this
0: situation? Yeah, well, residential schools. Um, well, and, and the and the you know the Russian Orthodox Church was in the pocket of the KGB in the seventies, and the eighties, and the nineties as well, right? So well, and 70s all and the
1: 80s. former KGB officers who served there now are uh, in charge of <laughs> this church. That's nice. That's nice. So, so people. So
0: people. I think that's what happens. Is people don't want to see anything because they know that either it's gonna be depressing or none of nothing anybody says is true, so why watch it anyway?
1: Mostly, you know, Yeah, I guess 50-50. And okay. if you know the truth and you can nothing to do. And right, there's nothing you could do about it. So like, you know- and People you know, do not believe that they can collaborate and do something together.
0: Because if they did, something bad would happen and they would be discredited anyway. But also why believe what anybody says at all because everything that people like because it's almost like there's no facts there's no facts on the ground right that nothing is um nothing is real that that, that everything's a matter of opinion um, not and- only
1: that like for example you have you know a problem and you need to collaborate uh, to create a union for example right professional union, but you don't trust your colleagues because you think they will tell something to your Uh, boss, and you will be fired and you just don't want to collaborate with them in the type of movement and prefer to just adapt to survive in that conditions right right Right. so it's very classical situation people don't trust each other because you never know who will help you and who will betray you and people are mm, protecting themselves like they think other people worse than they really are and you know projecting the worst scenarios so it's really like um, roman uh, principle of governing uh, Divide and, divide and conquer yeah <clears throat> yep 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 and
0: i mean i think this happens and we've we've seen it a bit here too now the, the influence of the idea of uh, fake news and all that stuff so what ends up happening is people don't believe anything and this is this is this is happening all over the place though so it's you know the end game is what you've escaped from which is uh you know um, a government that's um not for the people at all right it's for the it's for the government the government for the government (laughs) not for the people right
1: for for the government uh, like um, people are divided into two uh, main groups you know the people who who has agency it's kind of you know uh, uh, officials high rank officials who suppose uh, themselves uh, they consider themselves as you know nobles uh, landlords and uh, all of that like the and... <laughs> no oh i just, thought i you know, had know, the, i had they... thought i had the right word no it's there were nomenclature in the u.s sun, but now they think there are kind of 19th century nobles oh. like lords and ladies and right. something like that and there are other uh, you know, the majority of people are just like, you know, neo peasants and they should just labor and live like proles from 1948 and yeah. they don't respect the people. They don't think we have some feelings, desires and agency, right. And they just like see us as numbers on a paper.
0: Well, we, and we we see how the, the russian military acts they they certainly see like the senior guys seem to see the younger guys as just
1: numbers on paper um it's like a, yeah. it's, you're not a person you piece of meat yeah not nothing more right and it's it's awful and like we have even different you know implementation of law for those called categories of people and it is a public knowledge is that okay. we have a, a different implementation of law, for example, you know a drunken son of you know high-rank official can like smack for people into you know uh, cutlets uh, on the road and get yeah. like uh, two months of you know uh, labor uh, right and a, a person like me can tweet something uh, yeah. about yeah. and then don't kill ukrainians and get 15 years of prison right and uh, and and it's, it's not a joke it's i no, no, i can, no. I can remember no, we can sit here, we can sit here and laugh cases.
0: about it but it's not funny <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i can remember some real cases how, right. how does it happen at, at some point people just you know stopped say is it's is it's it's not okay like every everybody gets tired and like okay
0: yeah <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, you know, it, it. I don't know what it will take for that to change.
1: I just don't know. Um, Dehumanization. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Am I using this? No, that's that's exactly
0: so? the right. That's exactly the right word. I mean, that's what's happened in,
1: and in it, Ukraine. It's, it worked. Like what Putin did in twenty twelve after yeah. he came back to power, he, um, um, as I said, we have the United Russia. Parliament, mm-hmm. main parliament party who um, has like super majority in the parliament so mm-hmm. they can accept any law Putin wants without agreement with different parties and all other parties are bought by the Kremlin too <laughs> so like it's like, you know right. super safe game right. for the Kremlin uh, for the Kremlin and uh they accepted several laws, like, for example, you can't go on a political meeting without uh, getting a permission from a city mayor, for example. Like, if if opposition wants to conduct a political meeting, they need to send an official paper to uh, a mayor, for example, Mm -hmm. get uh, approved, and uh, then they can like choose some place within the city uh, if mayor is agree yeah like only then they can conduct a political meeting and of course uh this doesn't work because you know uh, why well no. why, why should it and <laughs> yeah. it, it's so violated constantly like people send this paper and they not getting approved because right. you know mayor don't want some problems in, in the city like why should i like, agree like they will protest against me like yeah i don't need this shit. yeah um, no exactly and um, several other rules and you know putin used you know, the tactics of you know uh we, we call it in russia dot repressions like when you take one case and uh make it very loud in public's mm-hmm. attention, like for example, one uh, court process, for example, but uh, some activist, political activists getting like 15 years of prison in sure. a colony and a penal colony at yes. the edge of the world in Siberia, And everybody knows it and everybody is feared and you need only one or two such cases to um, uh, create fear for whole society. So right. It was a tactics uh, for last years but uh, last two years the situation changed drastically mm-hmm. but we'll come to this. Sure. It's still 2012 and 2013 were good in terms of economy right. because oil prices were high and mm-hmm. people still are getting paid and uh, dollar was the U.S. dollar was relatively cheap but toward Russian ruble right. and it was so so type of a life. So in fact, Russian GDP has never recovered to twenty thirteen levels.
0: Right. right, and that's because after what happened in twenty fourteen,
1: um, yeah, there, twenty fourteen cha- yeah. changed everything. Yeah, because. Uh, three uh three events happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: first event was the olympics in sochi yep. uh, which was rigged completely oh and i we, know it, it, it it's <laughs> it's awful but it wasn't the public knowledge back then and russian were really proud to have an olympic games yeah. Um, who, who won
0: the gold medal in hockey again? Oh, that was Canada. That's right. just thought I'd put that out there. Both gold oh. medals, women and men, just saying. Uh,
1: yeah. Not very nice of you. Well, no,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's That runs deep. Uh, you know, uh, even before the current stuff, uh, the, 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 the current last six, eight years of uh, in Russia, uh, ask a Canadian hockey fan what team he likes to beat the best. Russia? than the United States, (laughs) but yeah, uh, yeah, and the Olympics were a big thing because it was like Putin's really big invested into Sochi, right, so.
1: Yeah, and people were proud that we got that high number of, you know, golden medals, and it was like the moment of national triumph. Right. And after that, they started this, you know, whole Crimea operation. Yep and I was really surprised back then what's happened, because I was convinced that a Russian regime is corrupt and everything they care is money. So more money is better, like we steal from people to get more, to buy a yacht, golden watches, you know, huge mansions, you know, all of that. And I was completely sure that they will never take actions that can possibly ruin their financial status. Right. Never, like. But,
0: so then I guess that that makes me ask the question, why, now not why officially they did it, because they can make all the claims they want, and that's fine. Why do people who are sort of knowledgeable and don't believe everything the government says, people like you, for example, why what people like you and your friends what did you think why they why russia just stole crimea, crimea from ukraine
1: i was shocked uh, i really remember this because i just had only one question why yeah that's because what i'm asking yeah why i, I should admit it I, I just was not very uh sh- showing no embassy toward Ukraine back then. You were you were younger. Uh, I I didn't understand what 100%. happened really, but I just had the question like we can go to Crimea anytime because you don't need a visa to yeah. visit Ukraine back then. Uh, it's cheap to you know have sure. a vacation there. Mm-hmm. There is no a real strategic you know importance of that region because again you can't go from a Black Sea to Atlantic Ocean, avoiding Turkey. And <laughs> so, and it, it's a problem for uh, for Russia since like 18th century. Well, yeah, century. That, that goes,
0: yeah. yeah. There, was a, there was a whole war called the Crimean War, about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, forward yeah. so road to 600. Why,
1: why Why did we need this?
0: Yeah, so I, but what, what did no you and should. your friends think? That's, that's I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, we can sit here and, and, and guess about why the Russian government did this. And it's. I know, I don't know. why
1: the Russian government did this. And I can't I can tell you. Good. This, well, this you is tell me that then mystery. tell me what you think. Uh, the problem was the majority of people I ever knew yeah. were excited about that.
0: No, oh, that's. They gross. were
1: happy, really happy. It wasn't a falsification. It wasn't you know nothing done by propaganda people were really happy and they expressed a national pride after that it was the same as you know austrian and uh, yeah. with germany in yeah. the uh, 30s like yep. exactly yep. and we Me and Anne were shocked, and we decided not to discuss this with anybody. We didn't express our public, you know, opinion in public, because it was already not super duper safe back then. Yeah, and it wasn't that, you know, uh, dangerous as now, but it was, you know, yeah, uh, so so situation uh, and. I I remember we, uh, uh, summer after that, we went to Czech Republic and it was the first time when I was ashamed to say where I am from, right? I had this feeling of guilt and shame Mm -hmm. back then after this, you know, Crimea annexation and of course, Donbass and Lugansk, horrible situation because Crimea was you know, a peaceful annexation. Almost uh, nobody uh, was hurt, but situation with Donbas and Lugansk uh, back then was a h- horrible situation. It shooting s- war, yeah. yeah. Se- several thousands of people were uh, killed, and it was horrible. Like,
0: and a Malaysian uh, airliner, yeah.
1: Yeah, and all these stories. And I started to realize that all that stories of propaganda they told uh, about patriotism uh, and everything like that they actually believe in that shit. right so i was convinced there there are a bunch of corrupt guys who want extra profits and they to they tell the shit to you know common folk just to justify the actions and get extra money right but after Crimea annexation, I understood that no, it doesn't work that way. They really do believe in the damn shit, and mm-hmm. they are ready to sacrifice the money, and convenience of life, and all comfortable shit they have. Yes, to proceed this, uh, you know, completely illogical <laughs> shit, and that was the main shock of the situation. I understood there. Just it's much more dangerous because it's easier to deal with corrupt people than with fanatics. I mean,
0: so you at the time, you weren't talking about this with your friends or anything. It was just something nobody talked about. or, Or if they did, they said, yay, we took Crimea
1: the second option was uh, the most popular. And I was shocked, like, why people, why do we support this? We will get sanctioned. We will get horrible consequences after that. We got nothing, a piece of land, and we need to donate, you know, horrible sums of money uh, in investments to make something with that land, like, you know, Crimea was very poor region and it, 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 like it took like you know, dozens of billions of dollars mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. investments there. It, it's horrible. Like, you know, huge percent of Russian people even don't have a toilet inside their home. Yeah. Like why do we need invest those dozens millions and billions of dollars into this like what a region where people could live in another state like yeah why
0: no why and this, this is is, the thing. it's funny because there was a time when you know <laughs> that's what countries did they just took land from other countries um and it's
1: like you know sid meyer's civilization yeah. yeah i wanted to win by the territory <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work like that in no modern. the world
0: doesn't work like civilization uh, yeah. because it because if it did ancient rome has been to mars because i usually play with ancient rome so that's, <laughs> that's i usually pick uh, like i got I gotta think a real thing for ancient rome um, so at that point was that when you decided that's when you decided we probably uh, might want to look into moving to another country is that like when you started yeah. thinking about immigration and stuff yeah uh we
1: we're, we're sure but you should understand our, you know, personal situation. Sure. Then. Because I was uh, a PhD student and mm-hmm. I didn't finish my PhD thesis. And also I was uh, like, how to say it, we have a mandatory uh, military service in yep. Russia. and you don't have much opportunities to avoid that and if you will get PhD degree you will be free from this uh, social duty so I and if you don't have a special document uh, which is called literally military ticket but uh, it's translated in Canadian like something like military ID it's a special document which you can get only if you're approved for example you did serve in army already or you're exempted from that by some uh, reason which is cited special law about military service and i couldn't get abroad for a long time without this military id so for Mm -hmm. example if i wanted to immigrate i couldn't without this document and i couldn't get this document without getting a phd for for example because it's a
0: good reason to go to grad school
1: (laughs) yeah and it's really the reason why a lot of people go to grad school in russia yeah uh really yeah
0: probably they have a lot more people signing up for grad school now um so did, did you ever spend any time in the army then or no no, I, I didn't think so. Okay,
1: I got my PhD in just in time. So you get so you get
0: your exemption. You don't have to go. A deferment, I think, is what the official term is. Um, so you don't have to go and to join the army, which is good. Uh, and, I got
1: my military know. ID only in the beginning of 2017. Okay. In fact, because I got my P- PhD in, at the end of 2015, and then almost one year it took to me f- to get all the papers and get there um, and medical exams and all of that just to finish all these bureaucratic procedures and get this military id so it was a pretty long story and also we wanted to buy an apartment back mm-hmm. then and we had some plans about that and if we wanted to marry uh, and born a baby we had also plan- and we wanted to believe that we could live normally even in those conditions and sure this politics won't affect us personally like right something happening like on the borders of russia it's awful we're not approved this but Maybe, probably, we could handle the situation because mm-hmm. we, we were living in Moscow. Right, it's a rich, you know, prosperous city. We had job perspectives and great education for Russia, and we wanted, desperately wanted, to believe that everything will will be fine anyway. Right, but uh, we horribly underestimated, you know, what, what will. Be in the future, right? Nobody yeah. knew what will happen well, because I yeah. guess everybody underestimated the shit what, what's in in the head of people who are in charge.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then also you know I mean and they underestimated what would happen. I mean I you know there's these um reports and it's not just reports. I've seen actual you know physical evidence that the first Russian. I keep wanting to say Soviet. I, it's so reminiscent of the time that, that, that russian troops that went into ukraine the first wave of them brought dress uniforms because they thought they would be welcomed like liberators and there'd be a parade um, there ain't gonna be no parade. <laughs> uh, no parade no parade i mean there will be a parade on may 9th um, i
1: guess that was because you know nothing happened after invasion to georgia and putin expected that uh, it will be pretty the same the second time but yeah. just let's uh, annexate something uh, no, this time maybe it will work uh, it didn't work that well it has but not still, worked out not worked out but for still anybody sa- sanctions were not that heavy right uh, to change anything but then came the third event it's mm-hmm. a dramatic oil prices drop Right. And it affected Russia heavily. Mm-hmm. Like uh, oil prices dropped in uh, 2014 twice, yep. and I guess it affected Canada too. It did, but yeah, yeah, you have much better economy. We, we do other things more like diverse, yeah, yeah, and still it was not nothing. Oh, no, our, for... our
0: our dollar dropped uh geez probably lost about 10 or 15 percent of its value i mean it's back where it was but it it, it dropped it's
1: big for canada yeah oh no it was ra- yeah it,
0: it was a, it was a big deal here it wasn't big like it was in russia but it was definitely a big deal i remember that happening and um and many of us thinking why is the government investing so much in oil when it's so volatile we should diversify you know like I remember talking to friends of mine from Alberta and them saying, actually, I wish we would diversify Alberta's economy more because we shouldn't be at the mercy of world oil prices. So you had the econ- economic crush of the sanctions, plus the plummeting of oil prices. You put these yeah. things together. But not good.
1: Propaganda combines yes. these factors. And they said, everything bad happening because. Of you know the collective West, yeah, which punishes us just because we returned our historic land from, uh, you know, some untermensch Ukrainians, and it was yeah. pretty necessary uh, back then, but um, not everybody mentioned. But like, yeah, you know, why why did you took a piece of land with your neighbor? Like, yeah, the situation with Crimea, this Crimea is really complicated because mm-hmm. it was really. Russian for the, for the whole history and it was administrative border which changed in 60s just to finish some uh, building of uh, I guess it was power plant or something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, so it was an internal administrative border and yeah. like Crimea was given to Ukraine just for budgetary purposes And nobody thought that it will be uh, like international border. Right. Well, of
0: course, not at the time, they didn't think that, no, because there was no idea that all these states would split up. Um, And of course, Russia
1: was Russian, and people who lived there were ethnic Russians. But But of course, I'm not approving, you know. No, no, I understand. I understand. At that point, there was at least some vague justification.
0: Exactly, you could you could sit. It involves mental gymnastics, but it's not like it's impossible. You could you could come up with a scenario and say what you just said, which is, well, this was all when we were all big one country, one big country, and you know it really was. So, and like you said, it doesn't justify it, and it's actually not a good reason. But you could have these mental gymnastics and think to yourself, oh, okay oh okay i understand um and also it was part of it's. look russia's
1: bigger again yay there was uh yeah, and people were just that excited yeah and they united and they agreed that uh, it's all sanctions fault and the government is good and like we are inside a fortress you know and outside of the fortress there are a lot of enemies and we should unite uh together and you know defend our borders from enemies if not an and and i was shocked like fuck people our currency dropped wise to the US dollar we have yeah. inflation rate like 30% it was horrible economic crisis it was the most powerful economic crisis I've experienced since my childhood right and I was just shocked how my salary you know, like you know uh, you know transformed into pumpkin into several months and <laughs> after all my efforts and you know trying to build my career but still like i hope since something will recover and see like they understand that they shouldn't do that anymore and things will come up uh, come up and something but no things <laughs> started to become worse and worse yeah. each year and it's really that depressing because Every year, something bad happens, and it's worse than last year. Right. And the message is, was very clear. You have no right for political action. actions. Everybody who suppose, supposes they have right for political action will be imprisoned, tortured, or deported. Right. You can choose one <laughs> option. and. If you don't like this, just fly away from this country. Yeah, you have right. su- such an option, or just you know stay and you know shut up and <laughs> obey. And it, it's uh, humiliating, of sure. course. Humiliating, and, all, and also right? you
0: don't feel like you have any. I mean, you have used the word agency a number of times, and I, you don't feel like you can you have any agency. What can I do? It's I fucking can't. my
1: country. Yeah. my country. I'm working here. I'm paying taxes. You should do something. Do something for, know, me. for me. For <laughs> me, not command me like what yeah. I should
0: do. No, that's that's and, very well put. Don't command me. Do something for me. No, that's that's actually that's the. I'm just going to write that down because that is the title of this episode. I just want to.
1: No, <laughs> but people do not um, understand the relationships between uh, government and the society. They suppose that government has its own mysterious money and right. resources yeah uh, not from taxes for example yeah and uh, you should do something for government to yeah. get this money I see and okay. be donated uh, and so it's completely rigged logic in which you try it's to. so backwards and, <laughs> it's really backwards yeah or some people just like Belief in Soviet propaganda cliches like. Uh, your motherland is like yeah. your real mother. Can you change your real mother? You're not just a traitor. You should like love your mother, no yeah. matter why. Even pa- if she, patriotism she... is the last refuge
0: of the scoundrel, I think is the uh, quote, something like that. And
1: yeah, it's, it's uh, fr-
0: I'm I'm, re- I'm by the way, except for hockey, I'm I'm really sus- I'm really suspicious of patriotism generally. I find it really gross and distasteful and weird. Um,
1: and that that maybe
0: because I live next door to the United States, but I, I find I, patriotism just weird. I
1: it's do weird consider like my government and society uh, relationships uh, as like I subscribe to you by yeah. my taxes. Yeah, no,
0: that's right. <laughs> you I, you often should say taxes them. are the price you pay for civilization. Uh, so, entertainment,
1: yeah. please. Like, yeah. and then I will decide: did you a good job, or I will subscribe on a different government. Exactly. And exactly. It's how it should work. No, exactly. Really. Uh,
0: and that that's no, you're right. And like I said, I, I always say that, you know, as much as you know, when I do my taxes and I pay them and I look at how much money I gave the government, but then I realize, yeah, and they pay for all the stuff like, you know, roads and schools and things like that that are kind of mm-hmm. important.
1: You have agency to assess it up. That's right. And then vote for them or vote for, uh, for a right. position and yep. ho- how it should work. And I was convinced that sh- things should work like yeah. that. But I started to understand I'm fucking alone in this position and <laughs> yeah. people don't understand how it should work. And like, I'm a weirdo, creepy person who reads news about politics and, you know, discusses this and uh, I have no uh, people who, like, support my opinion. Right. And um, in fact, uh, I started to uh, make my, you know, research in 2017. hmm like real research because there was already a crisis for two years and I decided that it should recover faster because before that we had crisis in 2008, world financial crisis and 1998, uh, it was a default, Russian default. And back then situation recovered like in one, two years, uh, there was a dramatic oil drop uh, prices also, but then everything recovered And I thought that this will be the case this time. But after I started to research the topic, I understood how wrong I was, <laughs> how things much worse, yeah. much worse than I saw. Because I'm starting to understand there is a tortures in jail, like you know uh people beat up yeah, elderly persons in like clinics and there is a torture of uh kids in orphanages and like, oh god what's happening like it was uh, like horror reality but yeah. you actually live there and <laughs> you're starting to understand how bad the situation is because i was a privileged person sure I'm, yeah, yeah. Ethnic, ethnic majority, I'm uh, like man uh yeah. heterosexual yeah i uh, have a high level of education, education. uh yep. good, good incomes for russia back then and i was pretty privileged and i thought that like you no know, things can be said better for the majority of people right and right it, it, it it's it's impossible to be be said but but after that we are started to take like real actions to immigrate because i have I had no hope to influence situation within mm-hmm. Russia uh, or uh, I just understood that like even if, like for example, Canada will be, the whole Canada will mm-hmm. be pow- paused for 30 years, right? put on hold, yeah. and Russia will grow 6% uh, each year, like mm-hmm. China. Right. Without crises, without uh, maybe we will have the same amount of money like in, in thirty years. Like right. I'm not ready, and there is nothing uh, which points that Russia will grow six percent each year. Or no, we will no, have so. a good a, a good government or like some uh, situation where where Jesus comes to Russia and says, "Guys, what are you doing?" And people just think, "Oh, sorry, Jesus, we're really messing no, up." what they would now do, they would "Sorry."
0: Prophecies. That's Western Jesus doing that. That's
1: <laughs> yeah. We have our own Jesus. Yes, uh, <laughs> this is a sanctioned Jesus.
0: Sanctioned Jesus is another good title. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, it's hard for me to get my. I mean, our discussions have allowed me to somewhat understand what you've gone through Uh, and 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 what uh, a friend of mine uh, rob who commented on one of our episodes said you know it's the whole boiling the 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 frog boiling metaphor right you slowly and it's completely
1: true i guess that that describes this situation like i can't imagine something of that happening when i was a kid right and it's a complete social regress we Pretty get used so. to we get used to ideas that s- things are progressing and getting better year by year and it's some kind of linear movement yeah. and we are like as I said previously we are doomed to progress like we have no other option yeah but Russia proves it possible everything is possible you can just like have a regress and everything what's happened is like we are living worse than in yeah. the beginning yeah. of uh, to, uh, 2000s in all the spheres of life yeah. and it's weird in modern modern world where it is. we are thinking that like I will be I will live better in. 2030s and I was living in 2020 and right. you're pretty sure that it will happen
0: yeah um we, we should we probably no doubt you will, yeah you will live better i mean then that's a that's a place to probably stop for this week because we've been talking for an hour recording for an hour um but uh We want to remind people uh there'll be links in the post uh to remind people to give to the unhcr and to the red cross uh and our thoughts are with the people of ukraine uh and uh i hope that everybody else also yeah and i hope also that people understand that um while you're not going through anything like those people are going through um there are people many 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 expats who are leaving well they're refugees uh leaving russia uh, because they don't agree with what's going on and those people do exist and we have to keep that in mind as well um, but uh, how do you I think now I think you say goodbye like this I think it's does is that right almost okay almost teach,
1: me, teach me teach me do <laughs> do yes that's not pretty bad good. you have a small accent but well I would I would think so it's, fine, yeah.
0: so. it's not really I don't actually speak Russian um I can, what else can I say in Russian? I can't really think of anything. I, I know some of the lines from the movie Hunt for Red October, um, but I don't know what they mean. But I've watched the movie so many times that when they're speaking with each other. You should other,
1: start with Ivan Drago. Uh, <laughs>
0: no, I'm more of a Hunt for Red October guy. I'm it, more, more of a Marco Ramius. Yeah, uh, just, just grunt and say, I will destroy you, or whatever he says. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's
1: yeah. what's happening right now.
0: Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll talk to you next week, Dan. Thanks for this.
1: Yeah, thank you, Dave. I, I hope this episode will be interesting for our listeners. Well, it,
0: it was for me.